When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years, and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I am so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. I've got my favorite cast member of one of my absolute favorite reality shows, Bell Collective, here with me today. I've got Letitia Pearson here. And baby, we talk about everything. We talk about her relationship with Glenn. We talk about her relationship with Marie. We talk about the new cast members, Aikisha and So Gucci. We talk about it all, okay? Get caught up on this season if you haven't because you are definitely missing out. But first, I got to talk about those Real Housewives, Beverly Hills and Atlanta, okay? Dorit, I've got some rebranding tips that might really help you in that foundation. I think it's called, I got a house but no teeth, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but look, I'm going to help you rebrand, and it's going to really help you guys take off because the reviews right now are... Ooh, they're they're not so great, but we'll talk about that later. It's a new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island? 
or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. guys oh boy i'm back with another episode and before i throw it over to my interview i kind of wanted to talk housewives because this was a funny week of housewives i'm not gonna lie you know we had beverly hills on wednesday we had dubai as well dubai i okay i'm probably in a minority but i really like dubai not well not really really like but i like the cast of dubai they giving me what i need right now for some reason sergio ass keeps coming around and around and around i don't know what he's doing but regardless i'm i'm enjoying i'm enjoying dubai i won't lie i'm enjoying dubai beverly hills for the first time in god knows how long beverly hills was hilarious beverly hills is not really a funny show and that's the thing. I feel like they're so, like, serious and have to prove a point. And everybody wants to be, you know, that girl that's, oh, my God, I'm the one that's, I'm so, everyone's afraid of me. And I'm the bad one. I'm the bad. Everybody, you know, takes themselves so seriously on there that it's not nearly as fun as, like, Atlanta or Potomac or uh, who else? Who else is fun? I don't know. Maybe they don't fun once. I don't know. I, I enjoyed them this week. And we finally, we got the end of the Jamaica trip in Atlanta. And this has been a fantastic trip let me actually i think i want to start with i'm gonna start with beverly hills first because oh boy dorit we need to seriously consider like a rebrand for this what's it called uh oh boy i i forgot what it's i don't uh what is it uh i got a house but no teeth it's a whatever charity is it's something that i can never get the name of right nobody can never get the name of it right i don't know what it is but apparently it's a, a reputable charity the rating isn't that high but it's not like they're crooked or misappropriate funds or anything like that it's just i i don't know i actually don't know what it is somebody explained it to me and i still don't even know what they said but you know uh they got a low rating regardless but i don't know i feel like though this would be a good opportunity to maybe let's rebrand the charity doesn't that sound like a good idea let's rebrand it so right now okay i think it's called homeless not toothless meaning that they don't necessarily care if you don't have anywhere to lay your head at night but they do care about whether or not you got you know wisdom teeth or you need crowns or something like you know it's it's that kind of place so i it's very beverly hills it's very beverly hills i'm gonna say that i don't know i think it's time that we i think we can do better we can rebrand this charity so my okay my idea is let's kind of let's let's kind of flip this around a little bit so i think we should start calling the name of the charity it should be toothless t-o-o-f toothless not ruthless you hear me toothless not ruthless everybody in the back say it with me toothless not ruthless okay i think that's a great way to kind of switch this around so now instead of you know, focusing on whether they smile looks good, but they don't have anywhere to go afterwards. I think my, my, so I'm gonna call it my organization. So y'all are ready to, you know, adapt this into your own model. 
toothless, not ruthless. What we do is we going to let you remain whatever, you know, snaggle tooth or whatever, whatever the case is with your mouth. We're going to let you remain that, but we're going to take donations to maybe get you in housing for maybe somewhere between three to six months. Maybe that's an attainable goal. You know, some shelter, we can get you there for like three to six months where you can solely focus on getting employment or obtaining some skills to where, you know, working with some agencies that are willing to help people that are displaced, that are unhoused, you know, help them get to where they can actually further themselves in the future to where they can actually have a steady paycheck. You know, they can, you know, get their own lodging one day. They can have a steady meal coming in, you know, that kind of stuff. And then we just let them worry about their smile themselves later on down the line. How does that sound? Does that sound like a good idea? Toothless, not ruthless. Toothless, not ruthless. See, R-O-O-F, not R-U-T-H. I know I'm a little ghetto, and y'all be having trouble understanding me sometimes. Toothless, not ruthless, okay? I think that's the way to go. Let's kind of rebrand this, Dorit, and I think you can really own to something, because right now... I think we all a bit confused and you getting mad about these people laughing at this name that they can't remember. It's a little silly. So we go, we go work this out though. I believe in you, Dorit. I believe you can really turn this around. I don't even know how, like how much you're involved in this charity. I might just be, you know, you might not care enough to help these people rebrand. I don't know, but maybe if you hear this, you'll tell them and then they can, you know, get this thing worked out. I also have another idea. This is something that you could maybe do. You know, you like shoes, why don't we do toothless, not hoofless? It's like you remember the Maloof hoof back in like season one or two or whatever, you know, back when Lisa Vanderpump and Adrian Maloof were on there. The Maloof hoof, toothless, T-O-O-F, toothless, not hoofless. So this is for the people that like, you know, they gums, they got to gum all their food. They got to kind of, you know, maybe somebody else got to chew it up for them. But they got an amazing shoe collection. Doreen, you would be amazing at that. That's, that's for you right there. That's your ministry. I really believe that you can, you know, you can work that out. So I'm excited for that endeavor for you. Please DM me. We can really, we can get this off the ground. I'm more than willing to help. Now, I have a full-time job, but I'm more than willing to take some time off. I got a lot of PTO hours, okay? I'm willing to take some time off. We'll figure this out. We'll get the rebrand done. We'll get on, uh, what's that app called? Fiverr. And we'll get somebody to make us some little marketing and promos, some cards, and some, you know, some banners, all kind of stuff. We're we going to get this together, Dorit. I believe in you. That dinner at Dorit's house was a whole ass mess. It was filled with so many like random arguments that I barely could keep up. Obviously, the funniest part was the the I ain't got teeth, but I got a house. You know, them trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> Besides that, the funniest part was sudden randomly hurling out that bomb where she says that someone who's suing Erica has contacted her and they trying to like summons her to court. Baby, that started World War Three at that damn table because Erica already knew why they were reaching out to her in the first place. Remember, they talked about this last season. She already knew why they were reaching out to her in the first place, and that's what set her off at that table. But what was so eye-opening to me, well, I hope it will be eye-opening to the Fox Force 5, is that they questioned in another scene why she feels the need to do this in front of other people. And I'm like... Well, that's what every single one of you does on this show, every episode, every scene. So 
why is it all of a sudden an issue? It's the name of the game at this point, especially when the fat like the past few times that Sudden and Renner have gotten together. It's been all positivity when it's just one on one, but then all of the theatrics come out, and you know when she has an audience in front of her, Renner that is. It's I don't know. It's it's getting weird in Beverly Hills. I don't I don't know. We got Garcelle versus everybody. <laughs> basically, every member of the Fox Sports Five except Kyle Richards. We basically let me see. Erica, we'll start with her. She felt like Garcelle is going around calling her drunk. Child, Garcelle spent this entire episode clearing the girls, clearing. She started with Diana back, uh, you know, she put Diana back in that Twilight Zone episode that she came out of. I don't know which one, but I don't know. We Diana is barely on this show half the time, so the fact that they let her speak on this episode is kind of, you know, behooving to me. But then she moved over to Rena, who suddenly wanted to be uh, Dr. Philomena. And she wanted to give out, do you hear her, Garcelle? No, she don't hear her. What are we even talking about right now? Nobody understands it. Let's, let's move on so we can actually get to something that we need to talk about. And then she ended with Erica, and she gave her that one-two combo. The first one is, uh, I don't have to make you look bad. You do that a good enough job of that on your own. And then she hit it with the, well, ruin your life then. Ruin it. Whoo, Garcelle. Listen. Garcelle is a housewife, okay? <laughs> Garcelle is the sole reason I watch Beverly Hills nowadays. I consider myself a sudden too. I am. I do love sudden. I, you know, sudden is a mess in every ounce of the word. You know what I mean? It's who, if you watch the show, you know what I mean. Sudden rarely ever is right. She's rarely ever wrong. It's a lot, but I consider her still a better ally than the Fox Force Five. So, you know, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to step in it. It's all. It's all good stuff for me. Let's go over to Atlanta because I don't want to talk about this too much. I really want to get to this interview because it's a great one and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. This Atlanta trip has finally, finally come to an end. You know, the cast trip usually lasts about three or four episodes. This one was three. And let me tell you something. This might surprise you of all the things I could possibly talk about. The way Sheree is stressing me out about this fashion show or this fashion presentation, I wish y'all knew. It's only three weeks left, and that lady still has to plan the entire event, possibly book a new venue, get the clothes actually made, because I don't think they've started that process. Then they might have to do, like, some embroidering or some special, you know, like, hand-sewn knitting. I don't know, but that takes extra time. She got to find Apollo for some odd reason. He going to come in there with that little scarf on, and I don't... I don't know why he wouldn't wear a normal size scarf. He know he already a big boy. He big muscular. I don't know why you wouldn't wear a normal size scarf. He borrowed that scarf from Aiden or <laughs> what's the other one name? Aiden or the prince, the prince or the president. I don't know. Listen, Sheree, at this point, you need to call and ask Nene if the Lanethia Lounge is available because what are we doing at this point? I'm stressed beyond belief. Y'all, if we get to that finale and I cannot buy a She by Sheree jogger, once that episode goes off, I am going to scream. I love me a jogger set, okay? It's almost fall time, so I can, like, just throw it on in case I need to find Bob Whitfield sweating in a courthouse somewhere. Or for whatever reason, just to throw it on to go to Kroger, Publix, you know, Trader Joe's, something like that. Sheree, look, I'm rooting for you. You might not be able to tell, but I'm really, 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 really rooting for you. And Lord knows I'm stressed out about this fashion presentation because remember she said it's not a show anymore. 
It's just a presentation. Now, do I know what that means? No, I don't. But regardless, oh, that's that's what we're going to get. Sonya versus Kenya. I don't have too much to say about this except Sonya. If you go come for Kenya, you got to be a little prepared. Now, you had all the smoke, all the energy, all the excuses for Drew. You got to keep, you got to have that and like three times more when you're coming from Kenya. You know, Kenya is a wordsmith. Kenya has that vocabulary ready, locked and loaded with those reeds, that shade, everything. She's ready for you. So if you're not, if, you, if you're not prepared for it and you got to stop and think about, okay, wait, let me, let me think about this for a minute. No, that's not going to work, Sonya. I'm, oh boy. People are weird because they're rooting for like, I feel like they're easily rooting for people to be fired off of the show. And that's really weird to me because I feel like this is a great season of Atlanta Housewives. I feel like this is a great refresh. I want all six of these women to come back next season. Maybe add somebody else because I I love a new player. I want Monietta to stick around, whether she's a friend or a full-time housewife. I don't know, but I, I like her on the show. Her and Heath have really good energy. I like that. Uh, I'm open to an old housewife coming back. I don't know who that would be. I feel like if Kim Zosiak came back, that would be an absolute mess. But what do I love? An absolute mess. Nene, I feel like that's not going to happen. And Andy Cohen is not going to allow that to happen. That sucks because we all love Nene, but we got to move forward, people. Maybe just a, a whole new housewife that maybe we've seen before but not gotten to know yet. I don't know. Atlanta is big. There have been 38 trillion reality shows there. Maybe look at, you know, I've recommended this before. The Encore had a lot of great people you could pick from on that. The Encore on BET, that was a Carlos King production. I'm talking to a Carlos King star later on in this episode. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm just saying it would be a good a good thing. There's a lot of people to pull from. Pull one of the, the Cherish twins. <laughs> Get them on there. That would be absolutely amazing. But you know what? I'm rambling at this point. Y'all. I'm excited for you to hear this interview. We chatted about all things Bell Collective. We jumped into Leticia's background, uh, how she started the brunches, how her relationship with Glenn is. We talked about it all. So stay tuned. Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes. Guess what? I'm on Buy Me A Coffee, or in my case, buy me a beer okay go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash reality comics to the number two this time yeah they said it was too long yada 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 whatever listen i work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the instagram account to do the polls the stories the uh, uh, uh everything else in between any support that you guys give me i always appreciate so if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh ratings and reviews then just buy me a coffee i love you for it Mwah! Tisha. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I'm so excited to have <laughs> you here. I had my entire listening audience watching the first season of Bell Collective. I stumbled upon it. Like I didn't know it was coming out, but I think own put it on their YouTube channel like a week before it premiered. Yeah. I I kept posting about it. I was like, everybody go watch this. We're gonna watch it week to week. <laughs> yes that is our thank show you. your support is everything thank you so much yes, of course uh before i get into these conversations i like to do kind of like a wellness check because we've lived through kind of a crazy past two years i mean you, I, I see you're 
you're kind of thriving right now. I see that uh, Letitia Pearson Enterprises on the door. So, but how have you yes, been? How has everything going? <laughs> oh my God, Kendra. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Like, I'm just blessed. Like, like I said on the show, on one side, everything is popping, it's booming. On the other side, it's like a whole tsunami. You know what I mean? So, yes. <laughs> hey, I have to take the good with the bad and just stay focused. You know, I am human, contrary to what some may believe. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a struggle. But at the end of the day, baby, we pop and the enterprise is good. I, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. And hey, it's what it is. I'm here. I help she. There we go. Okay. That's all we can ask for. I'm, I'm happy yes. for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to kind of let the audience know a little bit about you before we kind of jump into things. And, you yeah. know, we, we see that you obviously do these like amazing women empowerment brunches that we've seen showcase on Bell Collective uh, oh. a couple of different times. How did those start for you? Because I don't think we ever knew like the origin of how you started those. Absolutely. Oh, I would love to tell you. So back in 2017, I attended an, an event out of state with a friend mm -hmm. of mine. And I was there and these women, they had like a lunch and these women were actually like, how can I ask each other? How can I pour into you? How can you pour into me? And I was like, oh my God, like Adam, I'm from Mississippi. So we're going to keep it real. I didn't see that. I mm -hmm. hadn't that. I hadn't experienced that. Okay. It's like, next thing you know, somebody up and there's no blueprint. Right. So I was like, dang, okay. So I'm all about supply, demand, and inspiration. How can I bring this to Mississippi? Like, I didn't know Kendrick in 2017, if one person would show up, if two people would show up, I knew in that moment I wanted to change the state. And I live by become the change you wish to see. Right. Mm -hmm. So after that, I came back here. Lord, scared to death. But I was like, you know what? We need these networking seminars because I know so many women, small business owners, women who are trying to network with other women, even if it's just wearing like their jewelry, even if it's just a, a tag on social media or a shout out. We need to get these women in the room. We need to, I want to make sure that women in Mississippi, they understand that they too can become like these other states. I want to bring in bankers in to help them. So anyway, in short, I created the first brunch that I had was mingling over mimosas mm. networking brunch. I did not know if one person would show up in 2017, a hundred people. I didn't know. I just knew that this, when I experienced that and anytime I think what we fail to realize anytime we experience something that, that can serve other people is not our experience. It's for us to share with other people. Mm -hmm. So I knew in that moment, I said, you know what? I'm going to create this in Mississippi. I'm going to create this. And we all know if you, if you create it, they're going to come. So mm -hmm. I'm going to create this. So I did it. Can't, my tickets were $20. I hired this lady that I knew that could cook, that could do some grits and eggs. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Hey, I, I've never brunched before. I've never put on an event before like this. So mm -hmm. let's do it. So I did it like the first $20 ticket. I'll never forget it. I'm like, oh my God, somebody just purchased. I still remember the person who purchased that first $20 ticket to come to the wow. brunch. So I'm like, okay, we good. Next thing I know, kid, the brunch happened. 60, over like 67 people, they had purchased tickets. When we got outside, when I got there, there was a line outside waiting to get in. Luckily, the lady that I knew, she was make, the, 
squirreling grits and eggs. I was like, girl, put some more grits on. Put some more sauce on. We got some more people here. And they just started to come. And oh my God, in that moment, I knew like, you know what? This is change. I'm becoming a change that I want to see right here in my own community. So after that, it was wonderful. They were networking. They were exchanging information. Oh my God, people came together, created their own businesses together. They met at my brunch and then they started collaborating. So after that, all after that, I started getting emails. When is your next brunch? When is your next brunch? I'm like, listen, hold on. I don't even have a name. I, that was just mingling over mimosas. And I said, I went into prayer and I was like, God, what are you, what is it? Give me a name. Everybody asking for this brunch. Everybody asking. So I was like, you know what? It just came in my spirit. Women brunch Mississippi. And I said, you know what? We're about to brunch the entire state of Mississippi with business yes. owners, grant writers, um, credit repair specialists. Um, loan originators, people who can give us what we need from the Secretary of State, IRS, how to start a business. And that's where it came from. And after that, it's been up. And so the branches are wow. a platform for entrepreneurs to come together and get what they need. So, you know, that's what it is. Wow. That, I, I love that. And I love that. I feel like one thing I love like about a Carlos King show is that it seems like at the center of them, there's always like black excellence like we can always expect to see like black people thriving or coming together for a common goal i love that that's one of the main reasons i tune in i love that and if you look at that that's that's carlos's thing because of Mm -hmm. course i for my personal and my personal experience with him it's all about okay we're going to create tv but at the same time i want people to see black excellence i want them to see women in these small communities these small towns they doing just as just as much as these mm-hmm. other other major cities and that's what i love about him he he's going to give us tv but also he's going to give us like at the core of it there's something you're going to get from it and mm-hmm. that's what i'm hearing so i'm inspired even my brunches be crazy but people say i'm inspired you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's what i love about him and i'll forever be grateful mm-hmm. love that uh i got a couple of like listener submitted questions that i'm going to just kind of sprinkle in through our conversation if that's okay yeah Perfect. So since we're on that topic, uh, my good friend, Kaya, she's on another podcast called Bravo While Black. She wants to know, she loves the show too, by the way, she watches every Friday with me. (laughs) She wants to know, is there a difference between like the brunches that we see on the show versus like a brunch that you might do for like a private event, like anything like that, that we don't see on the show? Is there any kind of difference or what we see on the show is what we're getting in real life? Real life. Absolutely, <laughs> there's a difference in the brunches. Absolutely. Listen, I've had people who supporters that's been to every brunch I've had. After every brunch episode, they were like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "You know what?" <laughs> so absolutely, it's totally different. I mean, you will see a panelist. You will see people, credit repair mm. specialists. You will see um someone from like the small business administration you will see our banker there i mean you will it, it's totally different you know it's totally different so of course but you know we give you know it is what it is right yeah i mean it's where at this point we should kind of expect like reality tv we kind of got to show and do what we can like we have to you know there's a bigger goal so i i figured like what we see might not be like what people are like buying tickets for and coming to even though like i'd feel like on the shoulder pretty great brunches anyway but even though you know some of the cast members cause a little chaos but that's okay <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's not about the brunches it's who you invite to it's just different it's mm-hmm. different so yeah. and 
and the and Marie has actually been to brunches, but there was no Latrice. So she's attended brunches. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my date, you know, it's just hey, what's going on in that moment? And just so happened they are attending a, uh, attending an empowerment brunch that we're looking to empower. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I said, honey, let me just start bringing these girls to dinner because these brunches not work. Let's do dinner. Yeah. Honey. <laughs> Let's see how y'all gonna act over stage. Yeah, you know? <laughs> let's meet at <laughs> Chili's up the street. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm curious because I feel like your upbringing. I'm, I'm wondering if your upbringing has kind of like impacted like the career decisions that you made because you talked about your close relationship with your grandfather and uh, that before on the show and everything that we've kind of seen you do has always kind of been to benefit other people. Mm-hmm. So not just the uh, in brunches, but like obviously restoring Ferris Street, you know, Blacks that thriving Black community that you, you know, you've told us so much about on the show. Do you think that your uh, upbringing kind of impacted this? Or do you think you've just always kind of been that person who's always been kind of conscious about the well-being of other people? Um, It's both, actually. Okay. Um, I come from a small town called Pelahatchee, Mississippi. And in that town, it's nothing but love. It's so small. We know each other, like... You know, Miss Gladys could whoop me and my mama wouldn't say anything. That was mm-hmm. that type. We all, we were just so close. And I was taught um, to respect others, to do for others. It was compassion, just mm-hmm. different things. I've always been that girl that would sit on the bus with somebody that nobody wanted to sit with. I, I understand the power in serving. I understand the power in making other people feel good about themselves because that's when they can be at their highest. And some people say that comes from it, it within. No, sometimes we just need somebody to believe along with us so yes my upbringing definitely played a part of that and also just who I am as a person this 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 didn't just come about um even before the brunching even before any of these things I was always a woman of empowerment I just found a way to hey I can put some bit I can make this into a business I can put this under 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 the enterprise under the umbrella Mm -hmm. and maybe reach more people so I live to serve and I live to inspire so just my upbringing and being a close family and and seeing love and seeing overcoming overcoming so much when there's unity see that's Mm -hmm. what we fail to realize when it's unity and when we unite that's what a power is so I've always been a woman who want to see the best in anybody don't tell me you want to do something because I'm that accountability partner that you did not sign up to have. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my God. I, I know a little bit about that. I'm from Memphis. So, you know, I kind of, uh, yes. <laughs> see, you understand like just that down South and hospitality, mm-hmm. like just, it's just what it is, man. It you just is. genuinely want to see people live their best lives. Right. That's all. Mm-hmm. Love and light. I'm curious about uh, your journey with reality TV, kind of both before and after uh, joining Bell Collective. What do you kind of consider to be your gateway to reality TV? Like the first reality shows that you remember watching and being kind of like, you know what? I I wouldn't mind being a part of something like that. Well, actually, um, I never wanted to do reality TV. It wasn't on mm. my it wasn't on my vision board. But when God has something else for you, the purpose is bigger. I understand that everything is a is a car, is a vehicle, and it's just transporting us to wherever it is that God has for us. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And, and humbly it exceeded even beyond and I always give credit to Carlos King for seeing something in me that I didn't even know I had in myself so you always always give homage any to anything or anyone who has been um 
just an asset in my life. And he's definitely been that as well as Bell Collective and the entire own family. But getting back to your question, as far as the, the reality, how was it before and which reality show did I watch? You know what? First of all, I don't know who came out first. Was it Flavor Flay or the Newlyweds <laughs> with Jessica and Nick? Oh, because I, I, I cite both of them too. So I don't, I, oh, I don't, I'm gonna have to look that up. I think maybe Jessica and Nick might have had a little edge on Flavor Flav. I think they might have came out a little I bit was, before. I was listening, Je- Jessica and Nick. I <laughs> loved watching Jessica and Nick. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think, and then I went over to Flavor Flav, the first two seasons or something like that, mm-hmm. Delicious and uh, uh, New York. So yes. I went into that phase, but yeah, that, those are my first two reality shows. And I didn't oh. even realize just can, just like they were just being themselves. So reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's crazy too how much like it's changed like over the mm-hmm. years. Cause they was like reality TV was kind of few and far between back then. Like you really had to kind of catch it, but now like you mm-hmm. kind of see it everywhere. And like you guys, like it, you know, you have to kind of like fight to stand out. And I feel like your cast is so natural that it just, mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. anyway, instead of like, you know, some shows are so, force that you know you almost don't want to watch sometimes yeah and i love watching and i love even for me i'm a fan of bell collective and Mm. i know i'm literally a fan of bell collective because and especially this season because even with all of these women they are so amazing and we do go through a lot of things that we don't even share with each other Mm. so what I love about these ladies is like, you know what? We're putting it out here. What you see is what you get. The first the first season, I think that was like trial and error. And now it's like, you know what? When I watch these ladies, it's like, oh my God. Like, I I know them, but I don't know them. Like, I didn't yeah. even know they were going through all of that. Or you or you are hearing, and then when you actually sit down and you're watching, it's like, I didn't even... You know what I mean? Because we're mm-hmm. so supportive of each other. I don't think that we really just took the time out to be like, girl, you know right. what I mean? So mm-hmm. because we're supporting each other, the next endeavor. So. Right. I love that. You feel like you're kind of like learning about them too as you're going along. I, I am. <laughs> I am. I mean, I literally had to call Marie after last episode. I was like, I am so sorry. I didn't even. And I was like, crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know. You mm-hmm. know, you know, but you don't really know. Right. So. It's hard to know the extent of it. Too. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple shows like Flavor of Love and stuff like that. Do you think, kind of looking back on it now, do you think watching those kind of like ensemble shows, whether it be like, you know, Real Housewives, Basketball Wives, even like Love and Marriage or something like that, do you think something like that would make you excited to participate in reality TV or apprehensive or both? Because <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I'm just me. I just, it's mm-hmm. like whatever. I, I live kind of like by, um, whatever is meant for me will align. It's not one of those things that I've said, oh my gosh, I want to be on Real Housewives mm-hmm. of, you know, Atlanta, or I want to, that wasn't, that that wasn't my thing. I think that everything that's meant for me will actually, I'll attract it. It will attract itself to me. Mm-hmm. So I was never like one of those girls, like, oh my gosh, I want that opportunity. I love that. I would always try to watch them and peel back the layers to see why do you act this way what's really how can we heal what's really causing you to okay this way I wasn't you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. for me I look beyond gliss and glam and I want to look at your heart and so how can we fix you so that it can you know what I mean That's mm-hmm. just, but not to say oh my gosh I want to that wasn't me right and mm-hmm. you know what I feel like that's kind of what makes a great reality star someone that's not chasing it someone that it like actually comes to because i feel like 
especially someone that's been doing it as long as Carlos King has, he yeah. can see, like, he can spot someone that's just, like, is going to come on set and be an actress, as opposed to someone that, like, actually, you know, is going to live their life, and it's just all going to unfold naturally, so. Mm-hmm. I love and he's that. a genius, like, he is, I see now why he is the king of reality, because it's like, you know what, I know what reality, he also knows mm-hmm. what's going to make great TV, I mean, we can't take any of that from him, mm-hmm. and just for him to see something in me that I didn't even see in myself, it was like, wow, okay, just by being me. A lot of people right. fail to realize being you is enough. Yes. Being you is enough, mm-hmm. you know? So, but anyway, you didn't call <laughs> me on here to be a speaker, honey. We love it. We we accept any kind of ministry we can get over here, okay? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> uh, kind of speaking of Carlos and everything, how did the opportunity actually arise for you to I don't know even whether you auditioned for the show or just kind of like was your name thrown out there and then they were like hey come in let's let's chat about it how did that opportunity kind of come up well actually the opportunity came about I was working uh, with a, a younger guy was working with me uh, named Jacoby and he knew that I wanted to showcase Mississippi in a different light Mm-hmm. He wanted to showcase Mississippi in a different light. So I was taught, we were going over some different things because uh, uh, he was a mentee. And also he worked with me as well, like getting the brunches organized. He was young and, you know, excited about the industry. Very, very smart. He's very, mm-hmm. very intelligent. So he actually said that there is a guy that opened up submission where we could actually pitch the show. Oh, Okay. So Carlos, now mind you, Kendrick, I didn't pitch myself at all. Like we putting the girls together who attended my brunches. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this girl, this girl, this girl, um, this girl, you know, these are the women who attended the brunches. They have this going on. Let's just give them a group of girls to choose from. Mm-hmm. And then Carlos, you know, hit back with a call and here it is. And wow. I'm here. And like I said, we pitched all the girls and Carlos was like, well, well, Tisha, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just run these brunch organizations. What are your husband doing? I'm like, he's a tow boater. He was like, well, I want you. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm the water girl because I have been a servant all this Mm -hmm. time. And that goes to show you that you can be provoked on purpose. Not only can you be provoked on purpose, that when it's your time, it is your time. Mm -hmm. You can be, we have to understand alignment. And I, you know, I trust the process. I'll forever be grateful you know, forward and people sometimes can see things in ourselves that we don't even see in our own, in us that we don't even see. And I, regardless of Bell Collective, however, I pray we have seasons and seasons and seasons and seasons to keep inspiring. But even if not, just that moment of someone seeing something in me and I'll forever be grateful. I think y'all are going to have seasons and seasons. I don't think you have to worry about that. I, everybody loves Yo, you guys. I so. hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. We put from our lips to God's ears. We putting it out yes, there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And bless Yes. That's crazy because I've, I've heard Carlos speak about that process where he, you know, lets people submit stuff to mm-hmm. him, but he has that kind of avenue. And that's that's actually crazy that like, one of our all like favorite reality shows actually came about that way. And it's crazy that, cause I feel like, you know, watching that first episode, it was kind of centered around you. It was kind of like, you know, uh, here's this lady. She does these amazing brunches. She's married to Glenn and you know, this kind of stuff. And then it's kind of like, let's open up her world. And then we got to meet the other four ladies mm-hmm. uh, through you. So it's kind of, I can't even imagine what this show would be without you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Of course. Oh, thank 
you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, of course. Let's uh kind of in that same vein. I remember hearing that uh I think it was it might have been Carlos himself, but I think the cast of Love and Marriage Huntsville kind of spoke out about how the show was actually going to be entirely different than what we saw that first season. Like, I think it was supposed to be more of an HGTV kind of show. And then it ended up being like, you know, Marceau was shocked when he found out the title was going to be love and marriage. He's like, wait a minute. I thought we were about to be on here building houses and stuff. So really, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, I've heard that about like several reality shows. Was this always a show that you kind of pitched to him or did it kind of change by the time that we actually saw it that first day? Oh, no. I mean, this whole concept and everything definitely came from Carlos. We just had Mm. the goal was to show entrepreneur. And once with his creative mind, and of course, he's a visionary, he saw something even bigger. So Mm. it was it was narrow. Like we want to just showcase Mississippi in a different light, change the stereotype to show that women in Mississippi are popping. Not Mm -hmm. what you got, not what some people may think you from Memphis, but people up north, they're like, Mississippi. (laughs) We wanted to showcase that. So with him, he took it and he was able to do something even major. And here it is, Bell Collective. So there we go. This is what it is, you know? There we go. I mean, you have to just trust the process and all things. Yeah. Yes. That's a good vision there. It came out great. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of, since we're talking about, it, let's kind of jump into the show a little bit. Okay. Uh, before we get into like some of the things we've seen so far in this season, let's kind of like point out the obvious. So we you know we saw one bell not return, but we did get to meet two new bells this season. We've got Aikisha and we've got So Gucci, who I'm obsessed with that name, by the way. I feel like I need so to like, Gucci. I know. Let <laughs> it roll off like your tongue, as she said. So say. Gucci, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it roll off your tongue, huh? I yes. love it. I feel like I need to like play around. Like maybe I'll be so Burberry or so Louis or something. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to pop out one day. <laughs> How has kind of the, uh, the energy around the show changed with like these casting changes and do you think that like it makes for even better tv mm-hmm. absolutely it makes for better tv these girls came in honey and they were just like a missing piece i would like to say mm, okay. i think that they came in um and and really just i mean i i don't even just explosive like it even it was needed i feel like with akisha and so gucci they were definitely uh uh an asset for sure to okay. Be a collective. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. We we love a good casting change. There we go. Yes, <laughs> I think they. I think that Carlos put together an amazing cast. I I'm gonna stand on it, honey. This is the it cast. Okay. Ooh, okay. So we yes, might see this, this going forward the, a little bit. Okay. The it cast. I I you know. Hey, we may not no. all get you know agree, and you're gonna you're gonna see that. But I do believe in giving flowers, honey, when flowers are too. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't give flowers, honey. I give nothing if I think you don't. I, but when I give flowers, honey, <laughs> they're from the them. heart. Yeah, yes. you earned them, honey. They're from the heart. So okay, I give those girls their flowers. Speaking of uh, Aikisha, you guys kind of kind of started off with like a bit of a struggle, but then we saw obviously in this past episode. Uh, well, I, I think Aikisha might have gotten up to the wrong foot with a couple of the bales, which is kind of funny. But how are how are you guys today? Are y'all kind of cordial, or can we kind of expect to see a little bit of a roller coaster ride throughout this season? Well, you know what? Just keep watching, honey. The bales are okay. bailing. Okay, okay. <laughs> the bales are bailing, honey. Just keep okay. watching. Okay, because I feel like we got a couple of power players there, and might not want to give up a little some of the control. So. Ooh. 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. Donnie, they mm-hmm. going to bring me out some type of retirement or something. What is going on here, honey? What is going on? Yes. <laughs> the teacher uh, from Pila Hatchet, honey. The teacher yes. from Pila, leave her over there, Kendra. Leave her. <laughs> leave her over there, honey. We want the bell. We want the bell. It's okay. Trying to be a Southern bell, honey. With, yes. I'm sitting up straight, honey, okay? <laughs> Yes. Leave me alone, honey. <laughs> yes. Y'all gonna bring a t-shirt back, honey, with the fa- with the great fago. Leave, yes. Leave me alone. <laughs> yes, welcome to the corner store. I know. Leave me I alone, know. honey. <laughs> Let me stay on positive now. Let me stay on positive. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking about this season, we've uh, we've one of the things that uh, I know just from hearing what my listeners say, one of the things they love about you in particular is how you kind of like put it all out there. Even with mm-hmm. your marriage, you've really, really open about everything. And I know that helps many couples in their own marriages kind of like say the things that they need to say that they've been kind of sweeping under the rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all heard about this kind of reality TV curse before. Do you feel like reality TV in a way kind of played a hand in like what we're seeing on camera this season? Or do you think that, you know, that it really had nothing to do with we're just really kind of peeking in from the outside, just seeing things naturally progress. Yeah. I think that my, this is my personal opinion. I think that when you get to a certain level in your life and you become a public figure, I think that anything that's done in the dark will be exposed because Mm -hmm. you have people that's waiting for opportunity. You have people out there who just love fame and just want to be seen, or you have, um, you know, it happens that way. And I wouldn't say that reality TV, there is a curse on the marriage. I feel like at watching it back, hearing the opinions of others, it's some it's stuff that you already knew. It's just confirmation. So mm. I do not think that for me, my experience with these are things that we've talked about over the years. It's so reality TV didn't just say, oh, now Glenn's supposed to have a baby. Oh, now Glenn's like, no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No, these are things we are a, we are a normal marriage. We are a nothing. What you see is what you get. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you can cover it up. We were just three years ago, four years ago on Facebook, we're posting our pictures and we are black goals, but right. behind what people go through, you don't realize the uh, people, you, you know, what's really, really going on. So for mm. me, my thing with reality TV, if I'm going to do reality TV, see, I forget because I have so much going on. So I have to give it to you straight because I forget, you know? Right. <laughs> so I would re- it's easy to live in your reality. And this is where we are in this season of my life. And, mm-hmm. and just so happened they started filming. Hey, if they waited to the end of the year to film, it'll be a totally different, maybe a totally different story. Mm-hmm. But what you guys are getting is what it is. So I don't think that it's a curse. Like, I'm not going to say that for me in my marriage, mm-hmm. I'm not going to claim that because it's not. It's things mm-hmm. that were bound to come out to have, to, hey, there are consequences to anything that we do. Life is like a boomerang. If you put out good, you're going to get good back. If you put out bad, you're going to get bad back. Mm-hmm. So we just have, this is the season that we're in. And right now we're facing all of our, you know, skeletons. Okay. I love that because we see um, so many reality stars that really try to, you can kind of tell when they self-produce and they want to put out a completely different image than what's going on. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't last long. It kind of implodes because you can only keep up that facade for so long because you're definitely taking the smart approach. Put it out there. Put the good out there too. It'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. Here it is. I mean, that's, that's the only way for me. 
and Glenn. I mean, mm-hmm. we have actually said to each other, did we just do this? <laughs> and I'm like, but that's where we were. Like, mm-hmm. here it is. You want it? Here it is. Yes. You know, people are going to judge you on your lies and they're going to judge you on your truth. So put mm-hmm. your truth back. Don't get judged either way. Yes. Uh, kind of speaking on the, the husband still, I, it looks like we're going to see them way more involved in the show this season because they're in the opening credits now so they're official so <laughs> they're, they're the bellmans yes the bellmans <laughs> mm-hmm. do you uh do you think it was kind of important for the show to allow the husbands to kind of tell their own stories instead of like because I, we feel like most reality tv shows we kind of get the perspective of their significant other through their eyes in a certain way do you think it's kind of important for a well-rounded story to kind of show both sides absolutely Mm. i think absolutely i think it's fair i think it's no more than fair um for them to be able to tell their side and to hear two different perspectives of everything and that's their opinions and i think that what i love what um how Carlos put this together because wait, this is how he's feeling. Well, this is how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you guys can like pick it up. I do. I, I see that it's like, wow, well, now I see why this happened, or I see why she's like this, or mm-hmm. because you have two perspectives. You just don't have the wife telling her narrative of things. You actually we come in and it's opening up hopefully inspiration of communication within marriages and looking mm-hmm. at both sides. So Good. I I love that. Do you, I'm wondering kind of like on a, a more humorous note though, was there ever a time when you were filming and you were like, okay, I, w- I wish it was just back to my opinion. We don't need all that out there. Like that's, that's a little too much now. <laughs> Absolutely. That was one scene in particular that I cried to the producer, mm. the showrunner. I was like, I do not want to do this thing. I do not want to do it. And mm. We shot it. It hadn't made it yet. Oh. We had, but in it, they shot it, but it was like, you know what? Okay, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. yeah, because Glenn is, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a co- I have a cousin that Glenn reminds me of, and if he if he's like my cousin, then I can imagine some of the things he says on camera sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna say yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Every time somebody mentions Glenn, we're just gonna say, yeah. yeah. Uh Glenning. We are Glenning. Yes. Glenning, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh that that season two premiere was everything. You kind of saw like yourself almost taken by surprise when your friend informed you that like she had this relationship with the guy that Tambra is uh I don't know if they're exclusive or what the case is, but I know they're trying to have a baby together. Mm-hmm. When things like this happen on the show or in front of the camera, do you think it's important to kind of like show it like so you can be like kind of fully transparent with the audience? Or do you kind of like get a little queasy, kind of like, oh God, I have this great relationship with this person. Is it gonna be ruined because now this has been said on camera? Definitely be. Yeah, okay. And that's me. Definitely be for me because mm-hmm. it's like okay honey i don't that's some stuff i feel like girl tell me when we are not mike yes <laughs> you know what i mean so definitely because you again here i am in the middle again mm-hmm. you know i love tambra i adore tambra she's trying to have a family you know have, have a family by this guy then i have my friend here taisha who is had a relationship friendship emotional connection or whatever with this guy and i'm just like wait a second Mm -hmm. what is really going on so it's like 
do I tell Tambra? Do I not tell Tambra? And then I'm kind of like, you know, are y'all together? Are you just trying to be with him to have the baby? Like, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I'm in a crazy situation. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can imagine. Cause that, that, that's gotta be awkward to like do like that and then once you get to that point because obviously it's on tv it's got to come out at some point and then you still got to film the rest of the season the rest of the season yeah exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) y'all are better than me i don't i don't know if i have the strength to do reality tv so i'll applaud anyone that can you do you do and i just think by your personality now you just be yourself and just be you be you. That's like mm-hmm. the best advice that I've ever received. Be you. Just, just be, be you. you. Okay. Be you. <laughs> so in that moment, even if 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 we weren't filming, the mm-hmm. I'm, a friend would tell me that. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I tell my other friend? Like, it's something inside of you that's like, oh my God, I want to unhear this. I know we, we are on reality, honey. We are right. on reality. Right. And then we got, it must, I wonder too, like stuff like this, is there ever any time where you kind of like, not doubt being on reality TV, but almost like, gosh, there's a lot that comes with this. Cause I can only imagine what like social media scrutiny is like on the, you know, on the end of like someone on reality TV. So like, is there ever any time just kind of sitting back and like you've seen an episode ahead of time you're like, okay, I'm staying off of Twitter. I'm staying off of Instagram this whole weekend. I'm just, I'm turning that off. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Cause I've seen this episode. Social media is a reality show in itself. Yes. <laughs> And it's, it is, there, there's been several times when I'm like, that's not true. Like, you don't know me. Like, that's not how this happened. That's not Mm -hmm. this. But also I have to realize I opened myself up for that. The opinions of other people. And it's some, and Kendrick, I can read some stuff and I'll just laugh. I'm like, you got my life all figured out, but it's all wrong. You know, so it's, you know. That's that. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, do I regret it? I don't regret it because there's inspiration. I've received so many calls um, of saying how your story has helped, or I really need some empowerment, or beyond beyond all of this other stuff that's going on. I mm-hmm. really feel like you are a woman of empowerment. So, like I said, I have I'm offering one on one empowerment sessions now. So it's like wow. people are really signing up for that one on one and. It's amazing. So I'm able to use my gift. I never knock reality TV because I'm able to use my gift. And that is support to other people. Wow. Because I, I can imagine because, you know, so reality TV, especially everyone on social media, like for some reason, thinks that they're like a licensed therapist. So like when they see a scene, I can imagine they see a scene like between like you and Marie or you and Glenn or something, they come and they want to diagnose you and say, well, mm-hmm. you need to do this because of this happened to you before and all of this has happened. So you need to do this. And it's like you saw 10 seconds on TV. And you're ready to diagnose me. It's it's weird. So it's weird. <laughs> it's it's weird. weird. You see 10 seconds out of what and you got it all figured out. But again, mm-hmm. we, again, we we welcome that. I mean, yes. it is what it is. I do be like, wait, what? Right. Because we we watch the episodes with you guys. Oh, okay. So we're I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm there too, again, being a mm-hmm. fan and you know. It is what it is. So yeah, I mean, it's better to have everybody on social media talking about the show as opposed to like cricket. So Boom, every every it. time I see you guys trending, I'm like, okay, good yes. job, good job. Thank <laughs> you, Bell Collective, and it is literally yes. an all new Bell Collective. And yes, yeah. So 
It's we're good. glad the response been great. It. Carlos mm-hmm. said that you know people are loving it and they could just feel everything and the authenticity in it and just mm-hmm. the inspiration, even with the drama, the little sprinkle. I mean, mm-hmm. of drama, how we want to call it, whatever we want to mm-hmm. call it. But the ultimate goal is to just be an inspiration, highlight Mississippi, give great entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, just show up as ourselves. Y'all are definitely doing that. We look. It, it's. You. I feel like, you know, if you don't have anything to do on Friday night, I feel like it's appointment television. Like, you got to look at your clock like, oh, okay, it's time for Bell Collective. Let me sit in there and get in my my live views. So I I do that when, I'm, when I don't have any plans, like no dinner plans or anything on Fridays, I'm in front of the TV watching Bell Collective. Thank so, you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all Thank are doing you. a great job this season. I'm loving it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you watch it in real time. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> absolutely um i kind of want to touch on the last two episodes that we've seen by the time this episode comes out there'll be another episode that we can you know we'll all watch together on social media but episodes two and three in particular we saw one of your brunches happening obviously and one of the ladies aikisha was kind of super critical about everything from the plates to the decor to the the company of people that were invited I want to know, instead of like kind of aiming at her, I want to know kind of what's it like to see that kind of criticism on the show of yourself? Because I feel like it's different if someone says like, I don't like your outfit or I don't like your hair. But like when they kind of target your profession, like what you yeah. like dedicated your life to, how does it feel for someone in front of the camera? Oh my God, I'm so upset because not only for me, especially my role, I, mm-hmm. I pour into other brands and and I encourage other people to start a business so, so to see a black woman come in and talk about bacon burnt bacon when honey you should have stopped and got you a McGriddle when you come <laughs> if that's what you're coming for so when I see stuff like that um I it is it's hurtful but mm-hmm. what I have to realize too even in this season of my life stop expecting a you from 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 somebody else yeah so it's very hurtful and i to see someone sit here and try to tear down a brand that another woman has built that anybody has built whether mm-hmm. it be man or female you don't tear down someone's brand someone's uh way you know i wouldn't even say like livelihood because brunching of course you're not we're brunching mm-hmm. and it's not i'm not gonna become a millionaire off brunching okay but just a brand in itself to see someone try to tear down something that's so positive mm-hmm. it makes me even question their character and but mm-hmm. and you know and at the same time i do have to realize too that this is entertainment and you know when you a freshman bail coming in you're you're going to target the queen and and i commend I, <laughs> I aim high as well um, there you so, go you know what I mean so mm-hmm. at the end of the day um yeah it's very, it was very hurtful I was I was actually disappointed in her because she and I had conversations prior to the show we mm. talked several times prior to the show and mm. honey that wasn't the same bail wow so a little bit of uh off camera versus on camera kind of thing okay when you land at your seat <sighs> and you do what you want to do with that yep all right. <laughs> um, the brunch kind of saw a resurgence of what we saw last season at last season reunion too. kind of the resurgence of Marie versus Latrice. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie, one of my friends from the Mocha Minutes podcast, she wants to know uh, kind of where you kind of come down on that brunch showdown. Like, were you understanding of Marie? Like why 
she wouldn't necessarily want to be in the same room as Latrice, or you kind of expecting Marie to maybe be cordial in that moment since she was coming to support a friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the, hey, let's go back to what the empowerment brunch was for. Mm-hmm. Um, even when Akeisha made the statement that the brunch was small, these were girls that I handpicked because we were all going through something. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. want to appear perfect, but I know that there, that we were going through something and I felt like everybody that's going through something, there'll be like no, you know, big eyes and little U's. We could actually come together to empower one another. So Marie had gone to, through different things, tragedy, you know, just things that she's dealing with lupus flare ups, mm-hmm. you know, Latrice is dressed out, um, you know, Cliff is pressuring her to have a baby, mm-hmm. different things that we are doing, the ladies uh, in the room. And I said, well, this is an opportunity for us to empower one another. So I was expecting, I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting more of a sisterhood, a prayer circle. I mean, silly me, love and light. That's what <laughs> I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, but it turned into something totally different. So like I said, next time they'll get muffins and it'll be a conference. There you go, over Zoom or something. I, I oh, feel yeah, you. I'm with you. Okay, are you with yourself? Yes, I feel you. <laughs> the uh, you can probably already guess, but the number one question that I got when uh, I when people found out that I was talking to you, they want to make sure they say, "Are you and Marie?" okay because they love you know people are not okay seeing y'all argue they love them some as we call it Lorie. like is Lorie okay <laughs> Lorie, is that me and marie y'all yes. call us Lorie. Lorie oh, is Lorie okay well, yes so tell all your supporters yes we are okay one thing that i love about uh, me and Marie's relationship is that it's so genuine and it's so real to where she can you know, call me out and I'm a rah, rah, rah. And I can call her out and rah, rah, rah. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, when we, when, when it's all said and done, we, we genuinely, we value each other's opinions mm-hmm. because I know that this is a friend who's going to tell me when I'm right. And who's yes. going to tell me when I'm wrong. And I don't, and Marie is like that. I don't want a lot of yes people around me. You know, we don't, mm-hmm. we need people around us. We are bosses. We have to go out and just be strong every single day. We have to fight so much and not to get into, oh, a man versus a woman, but we have to fight so hard. We mm-hmm. don't need to do that in our friendships. We shouldn't have to do that in our marriages. So what I respect and I love about our friendships is that we, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we're going to respect each other's opinion and we're going to get money together. That's there it. we go. That's Period. The, the best kind of friendship. There you go. <laughs> um, kind of wrapping things up. How, how okay. has your life changed since doing this show? Like, I'm sure there are like intense moments of like, you know, walking around your city, people recognizing you and things like that. But then I'm sure there's like the social media scrutiny. So I'm sure it's ups and downs, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So how has life kind of changed for you since doing this show? Life has changed, I mean, tremendously for me as mm-hmm. far, you know, um, normally I could just let my local corner store honey and the Dollar General see me looking a hot mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, now, <laughs> but now when you walk outside, you know, there are people, they are recognize you. And the and and it's like um a lot of people that I meet, they respect the fact that I'm human. I'm not some mm-hmm. made up character. You're mm-hmm. not gonna see 
with hair to my butt every day. You're not going to mm. see me clowns every day. It's like, hey, how you doing? I'm still me. And at the end of the day, that's that's all I can be. But it is different. You will see people looking at you. One situation, I was in the grocery store and somebody was recording me and I, it just, it felt so weird to me. So I mm. walked over to the person and I was just like, you want a picture? I was like, oh, can I get one? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I didn't think that you would be approachable or something. I'm like, Mm. don't do that but I don't like stuff like that like I, right. I feel like you know that that was weird to me and you know because people you know I meet good people not meet weird people but you know <laughs> <laughs> it was it was different but my life has changed but most of the time all my encounters they've been great like good support good. um I support y'all or you know they have an opinion about a cast member or why you why did and I'm like oh god y'all got the whole show figured out <laughs> so I'll be here for it you know Glenn um just told me the other day he went into Subway to get a sub and he walked out because the lady was like oh why are you doing Letitia like that first of all oh and he was like, that's okay I do not want it so right. you know what I mean <laughs> they had <laughs> right he's like i'll go next door see if i can get something over here yeah yeah he said he went to sonic there you go <laughs> what i couldn't see his face he could just order yes you just pull up and then you go there you go yes. <laughs> oh my i'm i'm so excited for people to hear this because i know they're gonna love you as much on here as they do on the show oh, Tell, of course tell everybody like everything where they can find you on social media promote like the brunches where they can buy tickets if you're doing do you do you uh i know you do them in your city but like do you go to other states and do the brunches too by chance actually, my manager is actually putting those together he's working with coordinators in different states so i don't have the details on that at all perfect they have, they're working on that i'm just gonna release it so perfect. i i don't know but yeah let's come to memphis let's put yes. something yes come on i'm coming i'm yes. coming <laughs> okay Absolutely. But um, on social media, of course, Instagram, I am Leticia Pearson underscore um, Twitter, Leticia Pearson, Facebook, everything is my name, Leticia, okay. Leticia, however you want to say it, but it is <laughs> Leticia, but Pearson, L-A-T-E-S-H-I-A. And, t- and y'all stop, tell them, stop, start spelling my name right, L-A- <laughs> L-A-T-E-S-H-I-A. There so, we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you. This has been amazing. I love your energy and keep doing what oh you're my- doing, brother. And thank just keep you. believing in you and everybody and everybody that's surrounding you and everything's going to continue to align and work in oh, your favor. Thank so you so much. I can't wait till the next time. Thank you, Kendra. Of course, because I want you as many times as you'll come. I'll have you back. There yes, we go. <laughs> and it, yes, honey. Yes, reality is your thing, honey, and I yes. am here for it. Honey. I'm watching <laughs> you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thank you so much. I enjoyed Thank this. You. Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all. That's been Letitia. It's been Letitia or Letitia, however you want to say <laughs> it. I've been Kendrick, and we. This has been a good time right here y'all make sure y'all watch bell collective every friday night on own watch it live if you can watch it within the next three days so they can get those plus three ratings we know how it works now we won't come on all of the things all of the things (laughs) nothing but positivity thank you you love and light brother thank you of course thank you see you guys Wow, you sat through that entire episode? 
Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, it's Jan from Toyota, reminding you that Toyotathon is on and here to help make your holidays extra magical. How? Maybe it's driving in a Tacoma in search of the perfect hill to sled down. Popping from store to store in a Prius to find the perfect gift. You did it. How'd you know? Or it could be something much more simple, like surprising loved ones in a RAV4 hybrid. You made it, Bobby! (laughs) You're all grown up! And seeing their faces light up when you pull up to their home. Stop by Toyotathon and make this holiday one to remember. It's the perfect opportunity to gather with your friends and family, both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Current offers on these vehicles end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 3rd. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.